Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, and food. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with the voice of the Lake Forest football and basketball scout, Scoo Walker. How you doing, Scoo? I'm doing good, Pete. How are you for this Friday? <laughs> is that your walk-on music? <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cold. <laughs> How cold is it, Scoo? Well, it's. <laughs> I, I gotta watch what I say. It's cold. <laughs> Real cold. Like disappearing yep. cold of certain things. <laughs> you know, it was cold this morning, but. Uh... comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Shrinkage. <laughs> That's how cold it is. Uh, but there was no wind, so it was okay. It was okay, at least you know around five thirty. I got it. I got agree with you. That wind this past week just kind of ripped through my body. <laughs> you know, it's not as cold as that polar vortex, but for some Ooh. reason it just feels, uh, you know, rough. Was I walking yesterday and I thought, oh god, there's no wind, and then I turned the corner. Whoosh. <laughs> Hit me in the side of the face and like it just went through my body like back in the my high school baseball days of playing in 30 sub 30 degree weather and getting have to hit a ball when they throw it on your hands and your whole body oh god vibrating bees? you get the bees <laughs> oh yeah oh you know speaking, where uh... speaking of that i had my our my senior year yeah, I think it was our opening game against Zion, and the pitcher who later went on to pitch in the Dodgers system. This dude, had, wait, hold on, brought he it had, like ninety. He had glowing reviews. Keep going. That's right. That's true. And uh, it was just like, and I was leading off, and it was just like, you know, I think it was. I can't remember what pitch it was. All I remember was I got sawed off and. And you got to remember back in 82, yeah. the aluminum bats weren't really like aluminum bats like they are today. I mean, when it said it was a 34 ounce weight, it was 34 ounces as opposed to a 34 inch bat that weighs 12 ounces today. <laughs> yeah. And he hit me on the handle and I swear to God, it went right I fouled it off luckily, but it was like my whole body. I was done. I, I wasn't even out yet. I was just like, I, I can't hit it. I, I, <laughs> and it was like a holding a lead pipe. And my, again, my, I think my teeth were shattering too. I mean, it was just like the worst. And, and I was going back. And so, cause I don't know if I struck out or whatever I did, but uh, going back and they say, well, how fast is <laughs> it got to be kidding. It's not fast and how, how much it hurts when you even make contact. <laughs> yeah, you don't That's hit it. That's how square. cold it was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, school, you know where it's not cold. Yeah, where? Let me guess. The shark guy. Florida. <laughs> shark guy beach fishing is the premier South Florida beach fishing experience out of Longboat Key, Florida. Scoo, they're world renowned captains that only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or at sharkguybeachfishing.com to schedule an outing. 
Scoo Shark Guy is your guy for your next charter. (laughs) We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Reverend Luke Back from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A. Elizabeth B. Costa, Lance Otto, and new supporter, we'd like to welcome... Art M. Welcome aboard, Art M, whoever you are. Thank you for stopping by. Or Artem. Artem. Art M, well, new one. New we one. We people Patreon. That's yeah. The right word Patreon or Patreon? Patreon. Yeah, it's pay, pay up, you pay up, you cheapskates listening to us on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Come on now. Break out that dollar. That's Somalian. <laughs> There you go. You like that? See how I pulled I that like out that. there? Somalian or Somalian. 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 Depends which side of the city or the tracks, east or west. That's true, too. <laughs> so, school, what I'm going to do is go down my little list here Ooh. of what people have emailed me. Doesn't mean that, you know, we're picking the topics. It's just this is what's going on in town, right? Don't kill the Okay, city council meeting. We had that this week, didn't we? Yeah, I did. Uh, dove into that. I was bored. Put <laughs> <Pushed> it <laughs> on channel seventeen and took a listen. Can't wait to uh, yeah. get back in person as opposed to zooming, but it is what it is. Uh, I did hear uh, Nancy Novit uh, chime in about. Uh, <laughs> working uh i don't know if she was chiming into the mayor or whoever but uh talking about how pardon me i missed that uh yeah well you know nancy she's gonna be uh or soon to be alderman nancy unless someone steps up for ward one um but she was uh piping in on uh the lawsuits for hpc how people Ah. don't want to be a part of it um, oh, part of the lawsuit? Well, yeah, the uh, the city will cover, you know, the council people, but they won't cover, you know, the people that speak up in the meeting. So she shouldn't. Right. I, mean, I, I don't know if they should. Or they shouldn't. That's that's what I heard, because, see, I listened to the whole thing. Scoo. <laughs> I fell asleep. And the. <laughs> <laughs> And then at the very end, our, our, our favorite guy over at the Legion came on. Uh, well, I don't know if he really came on because his internet wasn't working, but uh, talking about the project that they have for the memorial. The park? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so going to be nice. Out. And uh, you know what's kind of interesting? The the cost of that thing is uh, 300 grand, just right right at 300 grand. It's It's unbelievable. So they need a, a loan to get the tile. So that's what I heard. They got some kind of tile that I got to put in. I think the city's got to give them a 37 grand loan to uh, cover the tile. That's great. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, jury duty. Did that. You did? I, yeah. 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 You had to zoom? First, first, no, I was in. I was in there, man. Nice. Uh, little PSA, get there early. So you always get a desk with an outlet so you can run your laptop. But uh, 
I've always been uh, impressed with Lake County uh, court system there. Obviously, depending on which way you, which yeah, side of the, say, if, what, you're on, what, uh, if you're on the left you or like the about? right side, <laughs> the left or right side of the judge, but you know, uh, so. How, how many times have you done uh, jury duty? Lake County was a, Lake County was the first time. Wow. The other ones were Cook County and, you know, you just, you know, call in and I never, my number never came up, but sure enough, Lake County. So my number came up, went in, and they said, okay, all, the following numbers have to stay uh, to come back after lunch. So this is like 10 o'clock. Number, 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 my number. Oh. So I'm like, oh, geez. So I had a. I had my around. number called once, and then I, then I got to the interview process, and then they escorted me out escorted you out no well they said i could leave oh i was okay i was a conflict conflict of interest yeah which Uh. (laughs) surprise i've been told that a couple times lately (laughs) do tell all right so jury duty you know what wasn't that bad i didn't try to get out of it i stuck it out it was pretty cold man it was pretty cold what was your case uh There were two cases, and uh, I guess the way it works is that I guess nothing's changes. They just keep you around as a threat to the defendant that, you know, if you don't settle, then. uh, Oh, so you didn't have to go to, the case didn't go to jury. No, I think they get like two cases a day and they they have you there. Uh, But the nice thing about it was that since I stuck around, I didn't have to do it for the rest of the week. The other people that went home early, they're at risk of coming back in the next day. So, you know, but it wasn't, wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad. Hey, Scoo, talk to me about Lake Forest basketball. They're 14 and five, six and oh, they just beat Deerfield. Right. And if they got such a good record, how can they be in third place? Uh, well, I'm probably because they haven't played who's ahead of them. I don't know exactly off the top of my head who's ahead of them, right, right. but uh, yeah, they're, they're a really good team. Quick, uh, big, uh, can light it up. And, um, but you know, Phil's, at, Phil's had a good record the last five to 10 years of talent coming through and he gets them motivated. He gets the program going. I mean, they're, they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. I haven't done much of their, I think I've done maybe two or three games just because they haven't been home. But they're yeah. going to be home starting next week for a you know good string. So you know get out and you know see them. Asa Thomas is their big gunners, six seven, and can you know step got, over uh, half court. He's throwing it up. He got so twenty three points and and five rebounds. That's uh, yeah. that's good. He, he he's more yeah he's more the outside guy. But uh, you know he can you know their last home game. I think he had you know probably three or four dunks and you know several three-pointers so he's he's definitely inside outside and uh you know they just got it all around good quick you know their their whole phil's whole philosophy is defense and stopping you know don't let them score a certain number of points and we can beat them and he sure i mean he it's great they they plug it in and you know they 
they got some good good players around them and they're fun to watch so you know come out and see them i mean the girls are fun to watch too they're um you know they're doing well i'm not sure again what their record is but they've won several games and i think they're competing in the conference you know upper group but um you know obviously not what they used to be a couple years ago with you know the talent they had but they got some good talent and just uh you know um fun to watch too they gotta like you gotta go in too so the scouts got it uh the basketball both girls and guys are fun to watch come out and watch you can you know you can come in fans are being let in and it's fun got a few on that mask through the whole time uh, i mean that's the you know that's the funniest well, thing well, these poor kids got to wear masks running up and down the court but i think uh, you know, ninety percent of them are chin straps. So, yeah. I, mean, I think the funniest thing is with the masks is you know some someone created you know for the refs the refs are all masked up but a lot of them have the hand around whistle. the neck. Oh, no, they have a hand whistle. You know, so they're actually blowing it with their hand and not you know in the mouth. And you know, hey, more power to someone who created that. But it's it's kind of funny as you see some of the refs like. Yeah. well short short on the whistle and yeah but now, uh, yeah it's fun it's just it's bizarre i tell you, it's just bizarre i don't know how well, you run up and down a court you well know. you know me being the fairweather fan uh, i've been to a lot of basketball games what what is it like uh calling the games are you like on the court or like do you wear the mask there how does how do you do that <laughs> well i i mean i um i get I sit behind the uh, scores table in the visitor section. So that's always okay. fun to be in the visitor section and people complaining and yelling and all that stuff. But uh, try to keep the mask on as much as I, I mean, it's, a, you know, no one sits around me. Right. Well, some do, but yeah. um, I mean, you can't get <laughs> the mask on, you can't hear anything. So I'm pulling it down, putting it up, pulling it down and, you know, Crazy. Yeah, but I think it's like, fun sitting in the, the visitor section, especially when Lake Forest is spanking a team. Yeah. Oh you, my goodness! You, you get to see all the plays being drawn up. Uh, well, you know they're all you know the the teams are on the visitor side. They used to be on the home side, but they years ago oh, they switched the oh. scoreboard and everything to the visitor side. So yeah, I mean you get to you know you listen into. You know, both sides, home and away, strategizing and all that. So that's fun. You know, big basketball guy. So that's fun to listen to how they're creating plays and all that. Okay, the next email I got, uh, I guess the City of Lake Forest did their own uh, survey. Hmm. They asked uh, what their favorite Lake Forest winter activity is. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Here, here are the rankings, Scoo. Ice skating at the West Park Ice Rink, 39.5%. Go figure. What a coincidence. <laughs> Too bad Cross- they don't have the toboggan hill. <laughs> Cross-country skiing, I know you're a big uh, proponent of that, was 23%. Love hiking, that. Hiking was about 20 Sledding, 13 Other, 5%. I wonder what the other is. Skitching. Skitching, <laughs> snow angels, 
<laughs> hey, I tell you what, I, you know, they, I, I've said this when I was on the rec board and before that, you know, there, there, you, you laugh. There used to be a toboggan hill over yeah. at the golf course, right behind the 16th fairway. There's a big, disgusting grass hill up there. That used to be a toboggan hill. They had toboggan chutes. You go down two chutes, and then you have on the side you'd sled down there, which was a riot growing up and all that. You know the liability issues. But boy, they should they should utilize Deer Path Golf Course. They used to cross country ski there and rent skis. I don't know if the rec still rents cross country skis, but now that you have the entire golf course um, paved for cart paths, what a, a great opportunity! I think they're missing on it is. You know, they can have that golf course open for sledding down that hill. They could even freeze, uh, you know, that the 18th pond and have it skating and just a whole myriad of winter activities out at the golf course and utilize the, uh, the uh, clubhouse, you know, warming house, hot chocolate, that type of stuff. But, you know, you got to, there's all different issues. Of the, boy, I tell you what. That would be fun, you know, to have everything out there. And uh, but West Park, man, that's that's a. Well, we talked about it last time. They used to have a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah, interesting. Uh, barrel jumping, you know, skating races, all that. Do you ever jump any barrels? Oh, I saw people. <laughs> Just fences. Na- neighbor I grew up with. He actually won it a couple times, but he was a you know professional speed skater and all. But yeah, it's, it's they don't do that stuff anymore. But uh, man, you need you need thighs for that, man. Holy cow! Ooh. I mean, they had they weren't just skating races; they were serious skaters racing. I mean, they all are the whole rink, you know. But remember, Eric we don't do Hyde? that. Oh yeah, we don't do that anymore. No one wants to go outside. Which is too bad. Well, you know, ice skating with that mask on. Uh, This isn't an email, but uh, something I noticed as I was shivering down the street. uh, (laughs) Caputo's is caput. Oh, yeah. That's been that way for a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caputo left. He sold it to Frank Visconti, and he opened up Visconti's, which was similar to Caputo's, but uh, then that thing bellied up. They well, I looked them all, up and they're, they're in Melrose Park. Well, that's their main place. That's where they really do their, all their business. And they, they opened up here in Lake Forest several years ago as a kind of offshoot of that. And now they just, I guess what I heard okay. was they were focusing on more of the main business than anything. So, but that, yeah, Caputo's, that was a big loss. That was a great little, little shop with cheese and everything i thought but a lot of people loved it uh now they're trying to find someone in there i think they had somebody and now that failed didn't work out and now they're looking for you know lantern should move there oh how's uh costa doing over there here i haven't been in there in a while but um i saw him a couple weeks ago he's doing good they're back open Coso, we know you're not listening. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Uh, okay, back to an email. Yeah. Uh, they got lady supplies in the high school washrooms, both, both all washrooms. What? 
Ladies' supplies. What do you mean in all washrooms? Boys and girls' washrooms. If there's, yeah, and they're free. What do you mean? How can I, how could it be more descriptive? I, I don't know. Ladies, why would lady supplies be in a guy's bathroom? Uh, because uh, certain people don't check either box. So, oh, oh, okay. You know, my bad. You know what? I, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, wait, it, way to go, my, Scoo. It's early morning. I'm sorry, I did not <laughs> process that. I'll have to check it out this this evening. I got a girls' game tonight. I, well, I, I don't know. It, they they sent that over. Okay, that's. Uh, that, who, who, that, that someone sent that over to you? Uh, in an and, email? You know, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> Pete, there's lady supplies in the all bathrooms. Something <laughs> you may want to mention that you can buy. <laughs> I'm not saying the word because you know I have you know. <laughs> Do they have guy supplies in the girls' bathroom? It's not on the email. Cologne and all that stuff. Uh, Burma shave. Uh, this is my my uh, note. Uh, Brian Flores from the Dolphins uh, Bears were checking him out. I hear he he might be uh, a dicka type. He could be a good one, a good one. Got fired. I want to. I, I, I think. I think the Bears should stay away from you know. Football people disagree. No, but they already are. <laughs> <laughs> they need to stay away from these fired coaches. I don't care if they're great. They just got fired. Why are you? <laughs> well, I don't care what look, the issue was. You got fired. You know they well, should hire. At, Here's my. I said this from. <sighs> Before Pace, I said yeah. they should. I'm not sure if you're you watch ESPN and all that, but Lewis Riddick yeah. used to be in the uh, a lot of the um, front office type stuff. Played in the NFL, and now he's a commentator. I think he would be. I don't know why he keeps being overlooked as a GM when he clearly has the uh, the stuff. Unless he doesn't want to do it, but boy, he would be a great GM, in my opinion. And they should, you know, they should go after as a coach because it, it's similar to, I think, what the McCaskies always have wanted since Ditka. Hmm. And now he has a, um, he's turned a, a college program around, so he knows how to work with young guys now. Who, who do you think I'm going to say? No idea, Scoop. Um, now I just forgot. <laughs> Well, you brought up ESPN, so I was going to say... Uh, no, it is... Uh, oh, God. Um, well, here, let your rattled brain get unrattled. I hear uh, Herm uh, Edwards is getting a... That's who I was just going to say. Yes, Herm Edwards. That's who I was... Um, I didn't know he was coaching college, though. Arizona State. Oh, really? Tried, see how bad I am? I just, like, I had a great lead in it, and I forgot the... Yeah, Herm Edwards. I think those two would be phenomenal and turn the bears around in heartbeat. But, um, you know, the other thing is, I think it's funny that the bears, but only the bears, right. They're yeah. freaking interviewing head coaches 
before the GM. Now, if I was a GM, why would I even want to go to a place where I am really not making the decision? Now, hopefully they don't do that, but it just seems like, why do you, I if think- you have a GM position, <laughs> why are you interviewing the coaches? For, I get it. I know that they're going to be gone, but. I think the Bears told Flores that uh, he was going to have a say in the GM. Yeah, but isn't that backwards? <laughs> I mean, the go uh, go in go in the go in the guys' washroom and let me know. I mean, who who in the world? I mean, let's talk. Spread out the business. Uh, yeah, um, we have a senior management position open and the CEO just left, but we're going to hire the senior manager and let him have an in- input on who the CEO is. I, I mean, uh, then you get into uh, what's his face's argument where the chef wants to be able to buy the groceries, you know, so whose argument is that? Uh, I think it's the, how about uh, uh, Rex Ryan? Uh, where's Rex Ryan? He, he ain't uh, ESPN. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but isn't that the problem? I mean, hire the GM and make it clear. The GM runs the show for, you know, the business. And, you know, the, the coach, actually, I know he's a CEO, so to speak, as they say, of the team. But he reports to the GM. <laughs> At least that's how I understand it. Well. Yeah, so you have, you know, I don't know. I Look at Green Bay. Who who runs the show there? Fans. Aaron Rodgers. Right. But so you you got a good quarterback. But that's elite, though. That's that's. I mean, you got to find one? elite. Yeah. Tom Brady is probably the only other one. No one else. But those guys are going. You know, you don't. You're not going to get those types of players anymore. Because they're all. Uh, you know, I don't know. What my I think homies? the Bears. I think the Bears. They need to sign a, a solid GM. That go. How about Dallas? I think Jerry, Jerry Jones, I mean, come on. He's hiring people that only are uh, not afraid to say no to him, right? Everybody, <laughs> everybody likes yes men or women. I, I mean, come on. A, an owner, stay out of the, the day-to-day business. If you're going to hire a GM or you be the GM, owner GM. I don't know. I think the Bears, I think that's their problem too. Yeah. Well, it's... You know, I don't think it's going to change, Scoo. Speaking of which, they just make so much uh, money. Tuesday, like the Cubs, they suck. They still make money. It's a nice segue. Tuesday, the uh, voting for uh, caucus. Oh yay! We're going to vote for. Uh, do you know who TBD is? He's a very popular um, candidate. Yeah, I think he is or she is. Um, Tom Bur- Tom Bobby Donaldson. Yeah, I think that's the person that always show well shows why there's indecision and all that because that person always seems to get the nod on stuff. Oh, Pete, you're gonna you're gonna drag me in, aren't you? Why why wasn't our last names TBD? So what's TBD in the uh, caucus voting? Well. <laughs> I'm just looking at the website, and we, oh. this, is, this is what we're voting on, TBD. Oh, geez. Well, here, hold on. Let's, we'll, I'll take a little look here, Scoo. Uh, you know, I want to be fair. Because some people say I hold the grudge, and that's just 
Not true. You don't hold a grudge, Pete. There's, it's, it, no, how do you hold a grudge? It, I mean, it's if you can't play on their team or someone's team and they say, you know, you're out, holding grudges are too hard to do. You know, yeah. it's like hating somebody, you know, you, you're, they're, they're living in your head uh, paying no rent. Right. And the, the only thing that hurts is you. Exactly. Okay. The uh, meet our alderman candidate so we can see who the candidates are. Uh, Nancy Novit, who, who, who spoke up uh, at that council meeting. For Ward 1, Ward 2, Ted Notes. Ward 3, Jim Preschlack. Ward 4, Eileen Luby Weber. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, there's, I know. That's it's, quite a few. And then uh, we'll look at the annual meeting. Kim Fall, caucus president, will present an update on current caucus committee activities, including recruiting for city boards and commissions. But there isn't any executive board nominations. Mm. Well, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, but you know that's not going to be. (laughs) 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 They're not going to vote on that. Or if they do, they're they're probably going to vote and say, okay, here's the next slate. All right, fair enough. Uh, so you have a chance to vote on it. You know, this, this is this is what it is. <laughs> uh, January twenty fifth from three to eight p.m. Scoo, do you want to go together and vote? Three to eight. Voting at Gordon. Eight. Voting at Gordon Community Center from three p.m. to eight p.m. The annual meeting at Gordon and streamed on YouTube at seven p.m. What's the voting? That's what I don't know. Three to eight. You can vote for what? Uh, I believe that would be the alderman, and I thought you would vote be voting on the executive board uh, nominations. That's weird. I thought the aldermen are voted by the entire community, and that's been pushed to like June or July. Am I missing something? I haven't been I'm, in pockets in so long that I'm on the website. There's a lot of updates on it here now. Well, of course you left. <laughs> Come on, they Steve. took all your endpoint endpoint. <laughs> input and said, we can have all the endpoints they want <laughs> <laughs> I, I, three to eight i don't get that voting for five That's, hours for well people can't make it at certain times so you go in there when you can make it right no what what do you <laughs> i don't think they're voting for the aldermen the aldermen have to go in front of the entire so oh. well here let me Go through it one more time. All all their manic elections are in the spring or June or whatever. Well, yeah. So the question is, what are we voting on Tuesday? Yeah. Well, what are we voting on at three to eight? And I guarantee you, ninety-nine point percent of the community has no idea what voting from for five hours is a voting. I've never heard of that. But again, I things have changed so much on that caucus committee that you know, Scoo, I can't. 
Um, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just, you know. No, I'm just saying, I mean, shouldn't they have what you're voting for? If they, they allocated a th- five-hour window to vote? <laughs> and if it's such well, a big issue, why, why is that? Why are you and I talking about it? No one else in the community is. That seems weird that there's a five hour allocation to vote and there's no real input on what you're going to vote for. Uh, TBD, Scoo. Oh, it's TBD? No, no, that's been updated. I'm not sure. Let me, let me look on maybe Facebook. I'll have something. See, Scoo, I mean, we're not, not trying to cause any trouble. I'm just, you know, I'm acting like a citizen, you know, vote. What what are we voting for, for five hour window that you can, and I know the response will probably be, those guys are such, they don't know anything and they're always. Well, that's true. We don't. Well, we're free to admit it. All right. So we go to Lake Forest, Facebook caucus. So are we going to talk about all those emails or one at a time or what? What do you want to do? I, I went through all my emails. Oh, also okay. my, no, I'm done. This is the last, this is my observation of trying to figure out what we're voting on. I like to go back to those and talk about them. Um, so Nancy, did you ever, uh, did you ever interview for anything, Scoop? I did. As a matter of fact, I what? interviewed, I was asked or referred to the caucus to interview for the plan commission didn't get. And then most recently the HPC historic preservation commission made it through. Well, I had a caucus third ward caucus meeting and not all nine people were there, which is not out of the ordinary, but actually got moved up to the full caucus. Yeah. And, um, it went well but then i was told um they voted that tuesday night and i wasn't told anything until a week later i had to call my third ward guy say hey what's going on i know that's been a urgency to you know fill these three hpc spots because they can't meet but um well, he it's like people me. are jumping up and down to get on that thing to get sued. So. <laughs> well, I mean, we can talk about all that. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, well. Well, I'm saying they're looking for people, so I would imagine. Right, right. And I thought I was qualified, you know, being a past caucus committee member, ward chair, was on the uh, rec board and, you know, served on different, was asked to serve on different subcommittees. One in particular was the Ellawa Farms uh, master plan that I was on with uh, the mayor, current mayor, George, and uh, did some good things there. But my ward chair, because no one from the caucus um, felt they needed to respond to the people that took time to interview and, you know, give them a status, but I called my third ward chair and said, Hey, what's going on? I haven't heard anything. And he said, Oh yeah, you didn't get it. <laughs> You're not qualified. <laughs> he actually said, I'm not qualified. And we took someone that was an architect and you're not an architect. And I said, wow, really? And he said, we had some other people and um, it's kind of funny. I was like, you know, I, 
oh, but Scoo, we want to, we're going to pass your name around to other ward chairs and, you know, see if there's other spots that you can serve. And right. I'm, like, I'm like, I know, I know that, you know, it's so funny. It's like, you know, does, does anyone ever look at these resumes that we fill out or what are they called? The um, profile sheets. Uh, yeah. You know, they're throwing stuff at me. Like I, 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 like I wasn't on the caucus committee. Like I wasn't a third ward. Chair. I know how the process works. And they're like, Oh, I said, so tell me, I said, you know, for future interviews, tell me where I fell off or, you know, how that all worked out. Oh, we can't tell you that, Scoo. I'm like, why can't you tell me that? <laughs> well, that's confidential. I said, my performance in an interview is confidential to me. Uh, I'm like, okay, well, I said, so, all right. So I'm not an architect. I've done other things and uh, I'm not qualified. So fine. So funny thing was, you know, tying in the uh, council meeting. So apparently they interviewed, there's three spots open. And that's what their whole rush to interview was for filling three spots, right? And, you know, Scoo, who served on a board, worked with the city, blah, 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 blah. Not qualified, right? Okay. Um, city council meeting, I don't know if you were on at the beginning, but uh, so the process for people, just to yeah. understand, because I don't think a lot of the people on the caucus committee actually understand how processes work, even though they're part of it. And I don't under think they understand what goes on on a border commission because they've never been on a border commission. And I really don't think, Pete, you could attest to this. I don't think they even go to boards or commission meetings to get an understanding of how they work so they can interview people for those positions. But anyway, so, you know, the start of the uh, city council meeting was the approval of the new commissioners for HPC. You know how many people yeah. were approved out of the three spots open? How many? One. Let me see my finger. One. Wait, what percentage One. is that? No, no, let me explain. So okay. the mayor in these positions that so the caucus interviews you and says we're going to move these people forward to the mayor for approval and then mayor approves yeah. it it goes for city council for the rubber stamp right so they sent up three people but only one got rubber stamped at the council meeting you know why that is why because because odds on the mayor declined the other two people that were sent up by the caucus. Hmm. Here's my so, take on that. So wait, they <laughs> still need two people? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But so you're not qualified. My, I'm not qualified. Now they're okay. back to square one to interview people because it sounds like the mayor declined the two people that they thought were the best qualified candidates. Um, and, and this gets back to the whole now, I could be wrong, but yeah. I saw one person rubber stamped at the council meeting. And that, that individual, I know him. He's a little newer to the community, doesn't have a history in Lake Forest, but uh, I think he served on the caucus committee. Good guy, yeah. great guy. I think he'll do a, a great job on the, the commission, but 
The point I'm making is, and this is part of the problem, in my opinion, with the caucus committee, is that when you approve somebody, at least I'm going to use my background when I was a third ward chair. When you go through the due diligence of interviewing people and at the, at the ward level and at the full caucus level, and that gets, you get voted on. And I got to imagine, I'm just going to throw this in there. You know, my third ward didn't find the time for my interview to have all nine people there. I just got to imagine the full caucus. Now, I didn't see it because it was a Zoom call and my screen did not um, enable right. for 40 people on my screen. So, but I'm just going to guess that all 40 people weren't there at that meeting either. Um, but typically when that happens, so when you get pushed forward and you go through all this rigor to get to, to a board or commission, and then the caucus decides this is the candidate or candidates, they have to go to the mayor now and say, here's our candidate. And basically the, the trust path, so to speak, is that, you know, the mayor and the council should not be involved and they're not involved with how the caucus works. That's supposed to be the beauty of it, even though we know something like that doesn't have. But anyways, so when the mayor gets those recommendations, they should be a rubber stamp because that per mayor is now having faith in the process that, yeah, it's gone through that rigor and these are good people. But when you have to decline someone or two people, the mayor does, what does that say about the caucus committee and their interview process? I mean, I've kind of, you know, the caucus committee, is, it's great. I have nothing against the people and all that, but it really has kind of shifted, and no offense to you, Pete, and all that, to more of a newcomer's club yeah. than taking people that, want to volunteer and maybe those people that are long time people in the community giving them you know if they want to come up and because if you i mean if you look at the the profiles on the caucus committee those you know they're not you know long termers not saying you have to be but you should know something about the history of lake forest for any border commission i mean not and and i and i say that not and again i say that not meaning people that have lived here forever are the only ones that should be on there. What I'm getting at is that if you raise your hand to be on the caucus committee to interview people for boards and commissions, number one, how many meet, what, once a month they meet, individual ward meetings, depending on, you know, what the gravity of- Season they is, have to, yeah. Yeah, but you're on there to volunteer, right? But that also means when there's a meeting once a month or twice a month, you show up. And, you know, we've had this discussion before that if people aren't showing up at these ward meetings and that just defeats the purpose because you have to vote on how do you, how do you interview someone when the full ward's not there? And then when that interview is done, the person, the, the ward has to vote on the person. Well, I, I didn't, I wasn't at the meeting. I, I don't know what his interview was like. You know, so it's, it's amazing, but that's a whole kind of, um, you know, the frailty of that process is, you know, and, and some may say, you know, the mayor, it shouldn't be a rubber stamp, but really when the mayor's approving someone for a border commission, 
he had he has that faith because he's not involved in the caucus process he has that faith when something gets to my desk for approval and it's gone through the rigor that these people are good so how do you not take somebody so that that just fall back on, on the caucus and here's another thing that really kind of scratches me in the wrong places the wrong way is the the interview tactic that they take um you know they, they say you know we're going to ask you a series of questions and every candidate gets the same question again fine i'm okay with that but if you have somebody who served on a board or commission prior or and is now being interviewed for another board or commission and the other people that are interviewing have not served on a board or commission don't you want to know more about what that candidate did on the prior board or commission because wouldn't you think that boy i want to go down that path with that person because that he or she's going to have be a better probably candidate for the next board or commission because they have experience in it. So having questions asked the same way, like nobody asked me, here's my, I'm going to go back to me again because it's all about me, right, Pete? Yeah, you, 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 you. Not one question was asked of me about when I served on the rec board, what I accomplished on the rec board, what committees, what I, what I did on the rec board and how I can carry that over into the well, next order. Well, Scoo, hold on. If they didn't ask yeah. you that at the interview, why don't you answer that right here on the podcast? Well, I will. But I, what I'm saying is, you know, the, what the tactic was, was tell us about you, Scoo, and then why you deserve to be on the commission. And, you know, I, I thought I answered that pretty well. And, but I think that, you know, why do you deserve to be on the commission? I think that's a strange approach to ask a candidate when you have my profile and you know everything that I put down there, shouldn't those questions be geared around the profile? Not these generic questions yeah. that, you know, or even generic question. I mean, I had one and I, I shared this with you and we're, we're there, so I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> one of the, the big questions that I was asked was, Hey, Scoo, you're on a podcast. Isn't that a conflict? <laughs> isn't that a conflict of interest? And if you get on this commission, what are you going to do? I said, well, yeah, I'm on a podcast and it has nothing really to do. It's not a conflict of interest. In my opinion, you ask me, it's not, I mean, we don't, you know, we talk about fun stuff, things going on in Lake Forest. Nothing that is a conflict of interest. And uh, one of the exec council people jumps in and says, well, so I said, you know what? If I get moved up to the HPC, I probably will think about maybe dropping off the podcast. And this, count, this uh, exec council person then gets on and says, let me ask you a question. You just said 
that you would, if you got moved up, you would get off the podcast, but it's not a conflict. It is a conflict. And I said, no, it's not a conflict. It has nothing to do. What we talk about has nothing to do with a decision that I would have to make on the HBC. It's not a conflict. And I said, the only reason I said I would probably step down from the podcast was because if, if the people interviewing me understood how much time and effort it takes to perform your duties on the HPC or any border commission, plus the fact I have a business that I run and operate, plus the fact I have, I announced, uh, you know, for the high school and all that, plus I have a family, maybe some stuff just might be too much on my plate, which I said, probably the podcast I'd step down from if that was to happen. And it's not a conflict, but apparently it in their eyes. And I know how, again, I know how the, it works. So I know the discussion afterwards that was had was probably, you know, it's a conflict. So SKU has a conflict, so we can't vote on them. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm pretty semi-smart guy. I know how stuff works. So, you know, hey, I'm not saying I'm the greatest in the world, but I sure as hell can do an admirable job on any border commission. And it's proven by the work I've done on the rec board, working with the staff, working with on subcommittees, because you don't just get to be on a subcommittee when you're on a border commission. The, the you know, in my case, the executive director asked me if I would represent the board on several subcommittees. So I said, yes. So that's, you know, that's how things work. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, they said no. You know, do I agree with them? Yeah, I think I did. I'm raising my hand. I have no conflicts and I do a great I, I, don't, I, don't think the, I don't think the mayor agrees with them either. And it's. I, yeah, I, I think, um, and particularly the HPC is a commission that is in disarray and it needs a even keel person like myself to balance everything out, be able to look at things subjectively and, and work with staff to, to come to resolutions. Unlike what's happened, you know, here, here, it's a reflection on, in my opinion, everything's a reflection on the caucus committee. When, uh, like the HBC, three people, one was removed, and two, I believe, and two other people just stepped down because there's a lawsuit pending because of whatever's happening with this, this issue. But that's a reflection where, you know, of the caucus committee, because people aren't vetted the right way. And you get people that have uh, not conflicts, but personal agendas hidden that are now put in positions. I mean, th this lawsuit should never happen, in my opinion. Never should have happened. You know, it's, it's, you know, crazy. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it's like, I believe one alderman voted um, to move forward with the building. And then a month later or so decided to go the other way, which created the dissension or something. You know, 
And you hear some of these aldermen talk about, you know, I'm doing what's right for my constituency. It's an alderman, you don't have a constituency. Your constituency is the city of Lake Forest and what's best for the city, not for your ward people. Yeah, they vote for you, but no, I mean, when you're an alderman, it's the city. That's your constituency and you have to be able to balance, you know, how something is going to impact not only today, but into the future. And if it's going to be a positive impact or negative impact, you have to look out ahead of things and see that. And a lot of times that's not happening. I mean, you, I could just go through a litany of stuff that has not been approved in the city that now we look back hindsight going, ah, shit, we should have had that. Costco, Whole Foods, gas station. I mean, but it's not thinking forward. It's, and that's the problem that we're having. And it's the, and it's not, I don't want to call it this newcomers club on the caucus committee, but it's, if you don't look ahead or you're just looking at right now, and then you're not staying here or right. you're moving, that it, you know, you need a balance. I mean, the caucus committee needs a balance of past and present and really, these people have to start doing their work and showing up at meetings, showing up at interviews, asking the right questions, and knowing who you're interviewing. <laughs> I mean, if you're interviewing people that are on boards and commissions currently and wanting to be on another board or commission, your interview process should be strictly on what have you done on that board? You know, how are you going to do that? And if someone's never been volunteered, then you can ask the, the, you know, the silly questions like, you know, why do you think you should be on there? You know, like that. I mean, you, you want to find out about a person. And the other thing is, before I get off my rant, yeah. is, you know, I'm told, was told, which is fact, that I wasn't chosen because I'm not an architect. And I'm not qualified. HPC. I'm not qualified and I'm not an architect. Well, here's my thing. Uh, the HPC you know, it's a very recent commission. It's not an older commission. It was established, what, in 97 or something. And, um, but every petitioner that's coming to the HBC, right, is with their homeowner or, you know, it's the homeowner and a builder and, oh, an architect, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to knock down a, a historic house and rebuild or, Add an addition, I'm going to have an architect and I'm going to have a builder. That's just the process, right? So if I have architects on a border commission and I look at that as competition, if I'm a petitioner as an architect, isn't that a conflict? Shouldn't an architect be recusing themselves from if they're on the BRB or if they're on the HBC and another architect comes to the uh, as a petitioner, and that, isn't that a conflict? So why are we saying that you're not qualified because you don't have these skill sets that it doesn't matter if you're an architect. It, what matters is, can you do the work? Can you devote the three and a half hour meeting time and then the prep time before that? And can you bring some rationale to a discussion that sometimes might get um, contentious and emotional and can you take an emotion out to balance off a commission so it doesn't stray down a path that leads to a potential lawsuit against the city and all that? I mean, it's just, that's what 
the responsibility of the caucus committee is, and that's the responsibility of the people that are moving forward to boards and commissions is the commitment that they're gonna do the work and not just show up and resume fill. And I hate to say it, a lot of these people are resume fillers because their boss says- They're hey, looking to net network. Well, yeah, or, or hey, Pete, you know what? Your next step is you know, uh, an executive position or a higher position in the company, but you really should start volunteering in your community and all that. It's good to you know, show that you're not only a hard worker, but you, you know, contribute to the community. So these people are jumping on those opportunities and then they go, holy crap, that's a lot of work. I don't have time to do that. I'm, you know, I'm too busy. If you're not, if you're on the caucus committee and you can't make one meeting, you, you don't have the time. So if you have to say, you know what, I'm not ready for this. It, it's not like the end of the world to step off it because you don't have time. But these people continue to just, I'm part of it, but I never show up. I mean, that defeats the whole purpose. And that's why I've always said, Pete, and you've heard this, that, you know, I know as a newcomer, so to speak, that, yeah. you know, things got to change on stuff. And I've always said, you know, yeah, it's worked for 86 years. The process works. It's the people that de derail the process. And that works not only on the caucus, but that works on every in every walk of life. I, I hear you, but how do you get new people into it? You know what I mean? It's it, to me, what I've seen is it's a big waste of time and it doesn't. It, and it shouldn't be. But, but it is. For someone, I know it is, but that's, that's the whole point is, yeah. and this is what the, 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 the mayor doesn't wrote. even like it. If he's, he's kicking out two of the people, he doesn't think it works. So why are we but still the, doing it? But the crossroads is what has to be done and has been done and talked about, but it really, I think it's up to the mayor or up to the someone in the city, maybe the city manager or something, is a subcommittee has to be created, if that's the answer, to an outside group looking at the caucus process and really kind of just overview it and say, is it still functioning the same, the way it should be? People and process. I mean, we shouldn't have executive committees coming in and out, changing the bylaws all the time. You know, I mean, that's, so, you know, I've, I've said this, that, you know what, maybe it's a, and I'm not saying this is the right way, but maybe it's a, a committee, an outside committee of past caucus presidents that kind of sit down and, and look at their process and make recommendations of how it can be, improve. And someone's got to do a deep dive in why are, we moving people up that one don't stay on boards or commissions or drop off or, or, you know, why are, you know, that's the whole thing is, you know, we got to make sure the people are the right people. And we, we got to make sure we look at the process and, and take everyone. I mean, they, they, you know, it's a constant, we have this great database of names, but you're not using it because the great database of names has, um, older community members, newer community members, and you're not tapping into it. They live in and Florida. Gonna, well, that, but that's fine. And that's fine. But those aren't those people, you know what, they should throw out them. If you're not living here, yeah. obviously you can't, you know, there shouldn't be a mayor or not mayor, but an alderman or anyone that is on a border commission, you know, I, it's a fallout in Zoom. But if you're not living here, 
you're off. Yeah. Don't tell me because of Zoom, I can, I can meet anywhere. No, if you're not engaged, and that's, I think, the problem, and the whole HPC debacle, uh, again, my opinion, um, yeah. was a result of not the right people on there, and it got way too emotional individually on the committee. Too many people were thinking that, you know, they weren't looking at um, current, past, and future Lake Forest, but we're looking more at, you know, past and current. And it was, I think it got, where it got really derailed, again, in my opinion, was the local neighbors around there. It was more about them and what's going to be close to them as opposed to what's good for the city long-term. And, you know, with historic preservation, you have to engage both past, present, and future. I mean, if you're just a, a, a flat out historian, guess what? There's no progress. And all you're gonna do is you wanna keep these older beautiful buildings because of who the architect was or who developed them and all that. And then guess what happens to them? They're not up to code or anything like that. Yeah. So one, they, if you just leave them as is, they become deteriorated and eventually have to be knocked down. And I'll use the example of the Swift House. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it's right in your backyard. I'm not. Um, it was a huge, it, it's right over on uh, Washington there, right across from the church. They have three new houses right now, or two new houses going up on the property. Okay. But the Swift home, it was a huge estate right at the corner of Triangle Road and all that. And, um, you know, the house, when she, when mom Swift passed, you know, the house, you know, the, the, I, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm sure someone will correct me, yeah. but the siblings, the siblings, the, the, the heirs, um, you know, they're looking at keeping the home and keeping the property and wanted to sell it. And then, and of course the city wanted, the, you know, it's restored and all that, but the cost alone to restore that beautiful, you know, structure was way too much. So what eventually happened was they knocked it down and sold the land. And now they're building, I guess, two or three or, you know, four homes on there. But that's in, you know, the, what happens with these older buildings, you want to restore them, but if you can't, you know, now in, in its place are going to be newer homes, which again, it's fine, but that's looking to the future. And, you know, you got to have that perspective in mind, not just keeping um, old history, which would be great, but sometimes you can't. So the balance you have to have is all of that, you know, you have to have the history, you have to have the present, and you have to have the future, and you have to look at what's best for the city, not what's best for local and um, or just local people and all that. So I don't know. I mean, it. I think you know it got sideways. You know, it was a long, long, arduous process, but I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there's a lawsuit, and now it, it's harder to get people on commissions and all that because they're afraid that you know is this going to happen but you know what it's not going to happen to you if you do things right and you show up and you you know you're balanced and can make clear-headed decisions because that's what you're there on the board of commission to do and i just think that's missing on a lot of them now so you Dude, you uh you dragged me into this i wasn't i there, you know, I, I am sorry it's... no and, and i'll tell you what i mean i think it's crazy 
you know, what are we what are we what are we again, voting on Tuesday? That I was turned down, but you know what? If I was asked again to to volunteer, I would because I think that's what I can bring is that thing. And I would I would do it again, but you know, I get getting tired of people telling me I'm not qualified and then seeing people that are put ahead of me that are even less qualified than I am, but they're, you know, whatever. Um, but I thought it was interesting that uh, three people, three spots are open and <laughs> the city only approved one at city council. So that, that's a, that's a 33%, which is what I'm saying. All, all those interviews, all the ill will that's out there. And then right. two out of three get rejected. It's like, why are we still doing this? But you know, You've been around a long time. I'm a newcomer. I get it. It's the people, but but we don't even vet the people. I know. That's what I'm I'm saying, Pete. That's vetting the people is not. um, Listen, when I was on the caucus, when the, the new exec committee was established, everyone on that caucus committee knew how that process worked and had discussions on those people. And you were offered, everyone was offered. I remember in the third ward, we were supposed to ask our third ward caucus committee people, does anyone want to be on the exec committee? And if you did, we, I would have to bring it to the current exec that this person wants to do it. And there's discussions about it. And, and you know, when it was final, we did vote as a group on the, the exec committee, but it wasn't a question, you know, people weren't asking questions of the full caucus of, well, hey, how does this happen? It, everyone knew and everyone was fine with it. And everyone, what the other thing was, everyone knew what was involved in the caucus council positions. So there weren't, people weren't rushing to, you know, raise their hand and do it. But there was diligence, due diligence around who the next you know, exec council was, at least that's when I was on there for the years I was on there. And it just doesn't sound like it. It's just this following of a, this is how it was in the past. But again, it's, it's the people in the current process that aren't doing what they should be doing, involving the entire caucus and the discussion. And, you know, you shouldn't be one person standing up, raising your hand going, Hey, I don't understand how this works. Someone explained to me. And then they're like, oh, Pete, you're, you know, you're a bad person because you keep asking questions. You know, that, that, that's the people problem that an outside group needs to kind of look at. And you know what? The outside group can look at and say, you know, what? We, need to blow, we need to blow it up and hire a recruit. Well, that's, that's what can come about of it. But someone's got to instigate that. And I think it's the mayor or the, city manager or someone has to instigate kind of this review and make sure what's happened with the HPC never happens again. We should never yeah. have a lawsuit against the city because um, something was voted on that should never have been, you know, that, that's just crazy. And everyone's going to, in the community is going to suffer because if that lawsuit goes through, you know, we're all impacted by it. What? You know what what stands for? W-O-T? Waste of time, Scoo. Yep. But, and, and you know what, Pete? I agree with you. And I understand where you're coming from on your end, but it shouldn't be. Okay. Shouldn't what, are we vote, what, are, that. what are we voting for Tuesday? Just I have no me. idea. I have no All idea. Right. 
So that's three to eight. It, that's why I said it in the beginning. What the hell is a five hour window to vote? What are we voting on? What does the community vote on? Who knows? But they're not, they're not telling. <laughs> you sure it's not the, uh, the alderman, the nominations? No, that's in the. It could be, but I, the alderman, I mean, if, if you're all four of those aldermen, Nancy Novit included, if she's been moved and approved to move forward as uh, you know, the first ward replacement, that's all voted for. I mean, the caucus already voted for what, and why would the city, the residents be voting for those members? I, I don't get it. <laughs> Unless they're interviewing the three other aldermen that are um, you know, up for their next terms, but I don't know why there's a five hour window. But if then again- If stuff is so important and we need this, then I, you would think there would be some instructions what you're supposed to do on the very website that you're, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like- Education. I, I'm, I'm even tired of talking about it and that's saying something, Scoo. No, I know. You know, and, and you know what? I apologize for dragging that, but you you asked and I wasn't going to. I it. know, just, but still, the mayor's probably yeah. tired of dealing with it, too. I think a lot of people are. And look what happened as a result. That's all I'm saying. It just shouldn't be happening. All right, Scoo. Come Let's on, support four. the scouts. Girls tonight at They're 530 at, and 7. 530 and, and 7. And then a whole cavalcade at Scouts Games next week. And also go support all your other scout sports in the winter. Wrestling, swimming, everything. And uh, let us know what you find in the guys' uh, washroom, Scoo. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you like to hear about in the upcoming shows. Boy, that's all I need is more notes. Again, I'm Pete. It can be reached at Pete at LakeForcePodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes. We thank our Patreon sponsors, Shark Guy Beach Fishing. They're the premier South Florida beach fishing experience out of Longboat Key, Florida. Their world-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out at Facebook or at SharkGuyBeachFishing.com. Contact them today to get a schedule and outing. Shark Guy is your guy for your next charter. We also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Reverend Luke Back from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A, Elizabeth B, Coastal Lance Otto, and new supporter Artem. Art M. <laughs> On behalf of my co-host Scoo Walker, we thank you for listening. Cue the music.